Crime Matters, in collaboration with Slaking Thirst's podcast, presents the Christian mythic narrative, The Deep History of the World. PrimeMatters.com is a groundbreaking project of educational outreach of the University of Mary, awakening the Catholic imaginative vision. Episode 20, Birth, Flight, and Nazareth. The heavenly invasion of earth took place in secret, but it was not entirely unheralded or unnoticed. Mary conveyed the news to Joseph, her betrothed. He was initially and understandably in doubt, but the same angel who had announced to Mary the birth of the Messiah came and spoke to him and reassured him, telling him, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. So Joseph took his place as the adoptive father of Mary's coming child. Mary's kinswoman Elizabeth was then let in on the secret. Elizabeth had conceived a child in her advanced years like Sarah, the wife of Abraham. When, soon after becoming pregnant, Mary came to visit her, Elizabeth was given to understand the identity of the child Mary was carrying. Who am I, she said, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? And at the sound of Mary's greeting, the child Elizabeth was carrying leapt within her. These two still unborn cousins, meeting in the wombs of their mothers, would have a destiny tightly tied to one another. Mary came due at an awkward time. The Emperor Augustus had demanded that a census be taken throughout his empire, and all Jews were compelled to go to their ancestral homes to be counted for the census. The city of King David was Bethlehem, some 80 miles south of Nazareth. Joseph and Mary, being of the lineage of David, walked the distance, and having arrived in Bethlehem, found the city filled with pilgrims. They were able to find shelter only in a cave-like stable, and it was here that Mary's time came upon her, and she gave birth to her child. Thus did the Creator of the world enter his creation, not in frontal assault or in high dignity, but under cover, unmarked, unnoticed, slipping in unseen behind his enemy's defenses. Yet neither the angels of heaven nor the devils of hell were entirely without notice of what was going on. As to the angels, they were sent to announce the birth of the promised Messiah, not to the great ones of the world, but to a group of poor shepherds sitting among their flocks in the middle of the night. It was to these simple ones that the magnificent event was announced in a vision of celestial light and music, and to them was given the privilege of being the first admitted into the presence of the newly born God-King. As to Satan and his devils, a veil was hung over their understanding, but they could still draw certain conclusions from what they saw. They noted that a group of stargazing sages from the ancient centers of wisdom in Mesopotamia had traveled to Judea, claiming to have learned through the stars that a great king was about to be born, sent from God. 
the demons feared the news, and they stirred up their servants to stop the possibility of any threat to their rule. At the very time when God's word was humbly and mysteriously uniting himself to humanity for our help and freedom, the steeds of his enemies were thundering down upon him, and soldiers with drawn swords were engaged in a frantic search to find and kill him. The battle was on. Once again, the angelic messenger was sent from heaven, this time with an urgent warning. Rise, take the child, and run to Egypt. The young couple fled, escaping just in time from the soldiers' brutal massacre of newborn children. They left the land of promise and traveled backward along the trail of the Israelites, who long ago had been set free from the slavery of Pharaoh. This child of theirs, the founder of a new humanity, whose life was to become the very pattern for every life, was himself to be called out of Egypt and to walk that same road through the desert to the land of promise. What then followed was a remarkable chapter in God's dealings with humanity. The Creator was now bodily present in the midst of His creation. The author of mankind's story had entered that story as one of its characters, the majestic and infinite being who upheld all of existence by his word of power, now walked on the earth as a man, and none but a select few knew anything about it. Returning from Egypt after the death of King Herod, that representative of the corrupted world's powers whose fear and envy had forced them to flee, the young family resettled in the small village of Nazareth, and there for some thirty years the child grew into mature manhood. Satan and his demons knew nothing of the fateful reckoning soon to come upon them. They had no idea that the God whom they had spurned, whose rule they had attempted to cast off at the beginning of time, was now present within their own usurped territory disguised as a member of the enslaved race whom they believed to be securely in their power. The friends and relatives of Mary and Joseph had no notion that there was something extraordinary about this child among them, this dutiful son who worked with his father and then cared for his mother after Joseph's death. He was a good man, honest, intelligent, cheerful, thoughtful, devout, respectful, a hard worker, and a valued friend. But his real identity was hidden from them. By Jesus' hidden years among the people of Nazareth, God imparted a special dignity to the quiet existence of the vast majority of those he had come to save. He honored them by sharing the small details of their lives, their hard work, and careful economy, their joys amid struggle and their hopes amid grief, their aspirations and anxieties for themselves and their families, their tragic sense of life's flowering and decay, the whole experience of a race longing and suffering under the ancient curse. Yet this time of quiet and unobtrusive living was preparing the world for a great cataclysm, for this child had been assigned the name of Joshua, Jesus, 
a name that means God saves, after that great leader, Joshua, who had battled Israel's enemies and brought them into the promised land. And this greater Joshua was eager for the day when the prophecy implied in his name would be fulfilled. The time was approaching when the eternal son would take up his father's business, when the long-awaited Messiah King would reveal his identity to his people, when the battle foretold from the beginning would be hotly joined. The angels looked on in wonder, watching and waiting. And then a voice, piercing earth and sky, arose like a trumpet blast from the desert of Judea, riveting the attention of all Israel. The time long foretold has arrived. The Lord is near. Prepare yourself for his coming. <laughs> 